Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 371, and today we'll be talking about Hark the Gerald Sings from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I mean, why does it not surprise me that Oscar would have a superstition that is his own living, breathing person? It's very Oscar, which is uh, true of everything about Oscar. Oscar's attributes are deeply his alone and his own little special bundle. Although technically Betsy does say that that's just how superstitions work, the fact that this was revealed through Oscar still makes a lot of sense. Right, it's not unique to Oscar that superstitions are their own entities, but of course Oscar would be the one to have one haunt him so long. It's cool that once again we have another magical entity that is completely special and unique to the world of Summer Camp Island. I love that in Season 4 we can just keep introducing magical entities that are special to the fairy tale of this show. I love how it explains something in a way that is also in the realm of like child psychology kind of relevant, which yeah, is yeah. that it is constructive to externalize your fears or thoughts or even I remember as a kid, sometimes I would I don't know if this was new age parenting or what, but if I like did something bad, we would sometimes talk about like an external David, like, oh, let's talk to bad David and talk about <laughs> how he's feeling and what he's thinking. Like, I remember actually doing that as an exercise as a kid with my parents, and when I watched this episode, I thought, oh, yeah, that's a whole thing. So I thought that was really neat. It's much better than dealing with your great aunt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Poor Oscar did not get a well-trained parent uh, with his aunt, unfortunately, and Great Mary Ann, despite her joyous name, was the source of this little hidden trauma. Now, it uh, you did mention that we get a brand new magical creature in the superstition, but I think it's only fair that we get that since they took away fairies from us in the second episode, so. That's true, they actually created a banned list. They have to, they have to, equivalent exchange, you know? Exactly. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of superstitions as actual beings before, so that is special to this hmm. world. Uh, I, at unique. least I can't off the top of my head think of, <laughs> it's kind of a funny concept actually to consider superstitions being something that haunts you, because in this case it's that it actually causes the superstition to come true, which yeah. is hilarious to see poor Hedgehog, you know, guided oh, through the misfortune poor. of Oscar. Poor Hedgehog. Yeah, only to be cursed by it herself. I mean, I don't... Do you think Boy Band were mocking her or trying to make her feel better? Obviously, they did not make her feel better. But do you think that making her feel bad was their intent? Or do you think that she was just too embarrassed to realize that they were covering for her? I Maybe I, they overdid it. I, I think that everything was in the spirit of Summer Camp Island. The absolutely rapturous fart that Hedgehog <laughs> produced. That, you know, we had to do the classic zoom the camera out a few uh you know different shots i i think the way boy band reacted is in the middle like kind of neutral i loved Susie's face there she was so excited betsy betsy was disgusted and alice was just shocked but Susie, Susie's like one of us one of us right in character for Susie, and also which is apparently you know do poot on aliens, so I guess this is a thing. If 
If you take Emily Ghost's word for it, I, sir, do not. Yes, although perhaps uh, Susie does. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think it was very cute how Boy Band reacted. I mean, to be fair, Susie toots just about everywhere. Gassy is one of her basic expressions. Yeah, that's like an immediate addition to the collection of expressions to be used in <laughs> memes from the show. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I don't know. I just think instead of boy band having each of them have to chime in, if it could have been just the first guy, or if you could have just had someone way in the back yell out, That was awesome! I mean, boy band is so in sync that they have to <laughs> play off one another. But yeah, poor hedgehog, you know, ran away from the town <laughs> in, in shame when I don't think she really had to. Yeah, she ran away from her problems. A very badger clops thing to do. But she's so much more mature than, well, badger clops. Or literally anyone on Mau Mau, let's be honest. Well, yeah, Mau Mau is not a show for displaying any kind of character traits people should emulate. Children, especially. <laughs> yeah, it's a great negative example. It's like Teen Titans Go, but somehow less mean. It is less mean. I'll give it that. That's why I actually can like Mau Mau and not uh, T-Tens Go so much. Although, you know, sometimes you can embrace the mean, I guess, if you're fine with the fact that children watch it too. But yeah, Hedgehog, just the way I, I love her character so much. I love that when she's walking down the hill, yes, she wants to get away from a situation, but she knows that that's all she needs to sort of get over that. And then she's very focused on the superstition problem, the realization that you know, she must have something going on. And of course, then she falls into the leaf pit and just starts spiraling into thinking, how is this going to affect college, right? Because she's such a future planner. She's already thinking, oh, it's going to be in a different time zone. But what if I go to Harvard? I'm going to have to Oxford. eat at 12 in the morning. And I, we we do later find out that it is time zone specific. So yeah, she it's a, it's a good thing Oscar took Gerald back. Although I have a question about that ending. You know, at first I thought he just accepted Gerald back, but it turns out that, no, no, you don't have to leave Gerald. I have a place where you can crash. <laughs> right. It, uh, I don't want to leave spoiler. Okay, so, spoiler for OKKO. Okay it's been out for a while. Please skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. Otherwise, if you don't want to hear about the ending of OKKO. Okay but, uh, several shows, including OKKO, okay have had this theme of, oh, embrace all of you, and, you know, so K.O. embraces his, like, evil side, and somehow they're able to coexist, and that show really features a lot of exploring that theme and understanding what it means for K.O. to be this complete person. I love how that's just shoved to the side here instead. Like, you think they're going for something in that direction, which is, you know, Total understanding these different parts of you. But no, just literally, oh, he's crashing with Spider now, and they're not really good for each other. At all. Yeah, they feed each other's worst elements. Yeah, so that's not really a happy ending. But I guess maybe superstitions deserve that fate? I don't know if Spider does. I don't know. Spider kind of looked like he wanted to eat Oscar. I thought that was why he wanted to leave so bad. And then he's like, no, wow. no, I've held up a mirror and I did not like what I saw. So I don't know. I didn't like that grin that I saw. That looked scary. Yeah, they did a great creep out factor, which is not normal thematically in this show but yeah oscar actually had a deep insight for once except it's funny because from hedgehog's perspective he's come up with this realization thinking in his little room 
But no, he just yeah. saw a gross spider. A scary spider. Yeah, I, I like how they do the mini moose thing where it's like, oh, not the cubby again. And it's like, this is the fourth season and it's the first we've seen of the cubby. I know. I thought like spider was a character. But it's you can just believe that Oscar uses this cubby all the time, even though it's the fourth season. I know they really had tricked me, though. Also, it's funny that we are, you know, you mentioned it. I mentioned it in this podcast episode so far that, you know, it's the fourth season. They even kind of have reminded us of the history of this show by Oscar, you know, almost getting hit by the football and then him remarking, I've never even seen people play football on this island. And Hedgehog's like, yes, you have, Oscar. Don't you remember the entire episode where we <laughs> had football and you were a cheerleader? Which I thought was uh, really funny to call back and remember. Oh, great. Now you're making me think of Rick and Morty. Well, thank you. Also, what episode was he a cheerleader in? No, don't do this to me. Is this real? Am I am I going crazy? Do I have one of those parasites now on my brain? I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you imagined that, and you should probably lock down your house. Don't they play a soccer or football game? I think they play a soccer or football. Maybe I'm thinking of the soccer episode. They had two softball games. They had hmm. two softball episodes. Maybe you're thinking of that. I feel like I distinctly remember... One where they were playing against the Wishes, and then one where everyone admires Oscar's underpants. Oh, it's the basketball game I'm thinking of. Oh, the basketball liaries. Yes, that is but what he's it still not. Me of. he's still not cheerleading. No, he's not. That is an insertion of a memory in my brain. What is Oscar's role in that episode? He just has to shoot an impressive shot. Yep. So I guess I thought sports episode featuring Oscar doing something was that. It is very easy to fool me into believing I've seen or thought things. Yeah, uh, th- th- don't worry. This, ju- this just happens to people. Uh, I know one time there was a discussion of how can gems talk to humans? Do they have some sort of universal translator? And someone's like, yeah, wasn't there a scene where Peridot was... You know, asking a human, is is my translator working? You know, because, you know, you're not responding to me. You know, even though I'm saying words to you, I'm like, Sir, have you seen Captain Marvel recently? Yes, yes, he had. There you go. Yeah, neurons crossing and producing false narratives that we believe really happened. It can happen to the stupidest of us. All to feed the YouTube algorithm. Very sad. I I thought it was very interesting how Betsy turned a frog into a waiter. You know, we've had prior episodes where turning a camper into a frog was a threat, but we're getting the, uh, you know, she she did the fairy godmother thing. Yeah, except the frog's just still a frog. Well, I mean, he's an anthro frog now, rather than a frog frog Oh, that's so true, though. What else did I expect him to turn into? Another animal? This is Summer Camp Island. Durr. That would have been funny if he turned into a unicorn. Yeah, if he just turned into, I mean, any other kind of animal. (laughs) So, completely not on any topic, except this episode does feature it, and I read the wiki page, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's why that stood out so much. You know, Alexa talks from the front of the line, says, yo, you want to skip me in line, Oscar? You know, game respects game, and yeah, she hasn't spoken for two seasons. Hmm, really? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's why her voice sounded so, uh, you know, there's like a nostalgic feel to it. 
I was like, ah, oh, yeah, remember episodes where Alexa used to speak? Are you ready to face the fruit thief? So, I don't know. Summer Camp Island has a little bit of trouble managing its library of characters. I, I, we'll, we'll get to it uh, in a few weeks when we get to the last episode of the season, but... Yeah, we missed some Pepper character development in a big way, so the the fact that we've been missing Alexa's voice for so long makes sense. I mean, you know, it could be that also the actors just straight up were doing something for some amount of time. Like, maybe they ended up hiring people who got busy and didn't have time to do this show, or it's just the narrative directions of things. It's just funny that they have all these characters, and it's kind of like the witches they introduced, where... We're not using them all yet at all. You know, there's kind of like, yeah, there's this collection of witches and we drew unique character models for them. And maybe occasionally they'll say something in some of the episodes they're in, you know. Oh, and I'm not just referring to the witches that they introduced in, you know, the backstory episodes. I mean, the other two non-Susie witches who I want to hear more of. And I swear to God, they just use so sparingly. It's so frustrating. They each got a full episode this season. I don't know what more you want from them. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I would finally like to get two episodes, but... Again, in season four. And they're awesome. I loved Betsy's, you know, she's just the actual rational adult around. And her helping out with identifying Gerald was, I don't know, I, it felt very nice. Like, I wish that... Hedgehog and Oscar always got these kinds of interactions from witches, but oh well. (laughs) Are you, like, tapping something? Oh, well, that would be something that is completely within the realm of possibility because I was getting so irritated thinking about the lack of uh, (laughs) Betsy in my life. I apologize (laughs) to all those whose ears are now um, dripping with blood. But, uh, I mean, I guess... Having one Alice episode and one Betsy episode in a thirteen episode season isn't the is it the worst ratio? Although you 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 would like to see more of them. I I know they were in the well overall. last episode we discussed the Jersey Devil episode, but they weren't very major. No, uh, they show up a lot of times without talking too. Just overall throughout the course of the series, they've been used sparingly, especially Alice, like Betsy has the whole werewolf thing going on. Um, ah, yes, the other yes. one's Ruby. <laughs> you know, like, they, they just use her so little. But but I did find it interesting that Alexa's voice actress was also named Alexa, making me wonder if she was named specifically for her. That's really cute. Nothing on the wiki page, so it could just be a coincidence. You never know. As we've seen, though, from this episode, I don't think there are coincidences, so... Yeah, it's all superstition. Maybe Alexa has an Alexa that commands her to only take jobs with the name Alexa. But yeah, you mentioned game recognizes game. I loved Susie's. I have a deep respect for all Q-jumpers. Take what's yours. <laughs> yes. Although it was annoying me. What was that that Oscar had on top of his pancakes? I saw it disappear for a few frames, then it was disappeared in another shot, and it came back. Ugh, they had trouble with that thing. That's weird. I did miss that. Like a pad of butter or something that was just errant? It was, yeah, It's it was where the butter should be, but it was not butter colored. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, it happens. I feel like, you know, Steven Universe suffered some of these problems. It was one of the first cartoons where I actually saw these types of errors. 
Oh, my favorite one was when they sent away that, what was it, a chip bag, and it turned into Nefrite's gem just at the last frame or two. Yeah, forget the whole, like, Marty showing up in Greg's hair for a frame. Oh, that, that was hilarious. animation error caused, like, canon questions, you know? Like, oh, is this what this gem actually looks like? Like, why did it transform? All items right are transmuted into gems. Right, so. This is how gems are born. But uh, no such lore, although perhaps there is a pancake entity we haven't learned about yet that if you go back and look at all of the pancake stacks in this series, you will learn something about. Would be a shocking finale, much like how I felt in Gravity Falls when uh, certain reveals happened in it. I thought, wow, I haven't been deciphering every code at the end of these episodes like other people have. So that's what (laughs) happened. (laughs) Wild. There could have been a pancake code we've been missing. Or it can be like the OKKO has the codes in each episode for use in the video game. Maybe if we take that pancake thing and put it into Morse code, we get something interesting. It'll only be like a letter or two, so probably not. Well, it just gives you the cipher to then interpret, uh, you know, what like shirt color uh, Oscar's wearing in each episode. And then you have to interpret the first letter of that through the cipher that you get from the pancake pads. And that unlocks Julia's secret Twitter account. (laughs) Something like that. I like it. I like it. So you're going to end us off with a fire toot solo? No, thank you. We'll leave uh, leave that to the professionals. I think Hedgehog covered us plenty of toots to last us the season. Nothing's topping that, let's be honest. Especially not a pat of butter if they can't animate it. No, sir. No, sir. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Hark the Gerald Sings. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 